0: Hey, welcome once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman, and today we're gonna continue in 2 Timothy, looking at the the first few verses of chapter seven, or of chapter two, verses one through seven. And uh, man, this is uh, such an encouraging passage, such a challenging passage. Now, remember, Paul is writing to Timothy, and he's encouraging him as a pastor, and, and by extension, this encourages every believer as we think about the life of ministry that everyone is called to. And so here's how our text begins. The text begins, Paul says, You then, my child, remember Paul's affection for Timothy, like a father to his son, you then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. You know, I just want to pause here for a moment and recognize that there is incredible strength that we draw from when we remember the grace that we've been given. When we remember that Jesus died and rose again, that we have been saved, redeemed, renewed, adopted. We remember that God's wrath has been paid, that his spirit now dwells in us, that God has good works laid out for us to walk in. This is what happens when we remember his grace. It serves to strengthen us in Christ Jesus. Well, verse 2, it says, And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Now there's, there's some, there's some meat here. Here, Here's what Paul says. He says, what I have instructed to you, you should instruct to other men and they should then instruct to others as well. See, this is, this is the pattern for gospel ministry. What, what, Paul instructed to Timothy, Timothy instructed to others, and they instructed it to others, and then they instructed it to others, and somewhere along the line, you find that you stand in that same line. You and I, we stand in that same line. See, what what happens is that over time, as the gospel goes forward, we continue to teach the gospel to more and more people. This means we teach it to our children. Uh, This means we teach it in, in our churches. This means we teach it to our friends. This means we teach it to people God puts us in place with. Uh, but the, the point here is we're always looking to pass the gospel on to the next person and, and even to the next generation. This is this is the, the work of the church. So Paul writing to Timothy as a as a pastor, he says, Well, entrust this to faithful men. But listen you might be a mom sitting here you should be entrusting this to your children you should be entrusting this to your friends it doesn't matter male or female here the point here is that we all should be entrusting it to other people we should be passing the gospel forward and then paul gives three pictures of what this should look like he says share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus now we saw yesterday to share in suffering. And so this theme is repeated. This ministry is not easy. It's not come do ministry and everything's gonna be simple. No, he says, share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. He says, no soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. So the first picture here is of a soldier and a soldier, their aim is to please their commanding officer. Well, who is your commanding officer? Well, your commanding officer is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he calls us to share this gospel. He He calls us to share this gospel in ways that sometimes lead to difficulty, to tension, to strife, to, 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 to hardship. Because we're sharing a, a message that isn't always very popular. But we do what we do to please our commanding officer not getting entangled in civilian pursuits. Not worried about what everyone thinks about us if that's going to cause us to, to, to be unwilling to share this gospel. So we, we have this first illustration, a good soldier. And then it says, an athlete. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. So if an athlete's going to run in a race, they have to stay within boundaries. They, they have to compete according to the rules. Paul is comparing this this athlete to ministry. We we have to we have to run and along the path that has been laid out before us. We can't just do our own thing. We have to answer the call that has been laid upon our lives. And then finally, verse six: it is the hardworking farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. No, we reap what we sow. A farmer must work hard if he's going to reap a harvest. Well, this is the same with the gospel. If we're, if we're not sharing this message, if we're not willingly and actively and consistently talking to others about Jesus and his death and resurrection, here's the reality. There's no harvest. There's no harvest. Paul, Paul I love how he ends this. He says, think over what I say for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Paul asks Timothy to just, to stop and mull over these instructions and these illustrations. I think that's worth our attention. You know, we should stop and we should mull over these instructions, the the instructions to, well, let's go back to the top, uh, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus and to pass on what we have heard to others. We, we We should consider that. And then we should consider... The image of a soldier aiming to please our master. We should consider the image of an athlete competing according to the rules. And we could, should consider the image of a farmer who is working for the harvest, planting the crop. Just think about these things. Pray about these Maybe take some time when this video comes to an end and, and, and pray and say, Lord, help me be that good soldier. Let me please you. Help me be the the athlete competing according to the rules, staying in bounds. Help me be the farmer who who is going to harvest because I'm planting and I'm planting the seeds of the gospel. This is our ancient way for our modern day.